Welcome to the Meet Your Mind podcast with me, Jessica Kelly. Welcome to today's episode of the Meet Your Mind online podcast. Today we have a very special guest all the way from the USA. This is Teresa and she is in fact my mentor and she's kind of carried me along my healing journey and I felt it wouldn't be fair to do a podcast on all of the healing and teaching everybody what I know when she is actually the person that's kind of taught me most of this. So Teresa, thank you so much for coming on today. Why don't you tell, you don't need to tell me because I know who you are, but tell everyone else a little bit about you and yeah, we can go from there. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for that lovely introduction. And I I look at it from the perspective that I've been fortunate to be part of your healing journey. And I always feel honored when I can, you know, be part of someone's healing journey because we we heal together. That's that's how I look at it. And so, you know, we help each other along the way. And it's been uh, it's been amazing working with you. And I've really enjoyed uh, the work that we've done together. Um, Yeah, I. I come from a background of, you know, holistic healing practice with a lot of some education, a lot of personal study into psychology and also metaphysics, have, you know, practiced uh, yoga and meditation and yogic lifestyle uh, for quite a long time, just, you know, as kind of my vehicle for uh, maintaining some semblance of, you know, of, of sanity in my world and it's been a it's been a really amazing journey all along, and I've been grateful for the time that I've I've worked uh, in the recovery realm as well. That's great, and um, I think for for me, I've kind of had to adopt that too. You know, that that holistic overview, and I think going into twelve step recovery, which you know is, is what we both do in healing our trauma I think it really helps to have you know a little bit more of an open-minded view on what that looks like yes and I and I I, the word suddenly kind of popped in you know the concept of the of spiritual bypass you know (laughs) because I think that was you know when I was very young I was quite young when I when I jumped into you know the the metaphysical world and decided to go off and you know (laughs) move into an ashram and learn how to do yoga and meditation and work with a spiritual teacher and all that. You know, I I was just questing. I was just trying to understand myself, my world. And it was it was a great journey, but eventually I I found myself really disillusioned and really frustrated and left that world and kind of found my way into, you know, more of the um you know, kind of hands-on healing work and other realms uh, along the lines of healing. But the best journey was when I discovered uh, 12-step because that brought me out of that spiritual bypass. And really, I realized my first experience of doing the steps and going into the, you know, surrendering to a higher power that I really didn't have a real concept of what that was. Um, And, and, it was always something outside of myself that I was trying desperately to be approved by to to somehow impress that I had to do things, you know, to get that that connection and to to actually really have a more personal connection was was huge for me. And that was a big part of the, the healing process, I think, just discovering 
that self-awareness and the higher power as the as the inner loving parent absolutely and I think it's interesting because as you were talking then I was thinking back to kind of my healing journey and what that looks like for me and for such a long time I spent it kind of on the cusp of both so I, I, I understood and I learned about spirituality and trying to connect to something that's bigger than myself and then at the same time I was also completely in my own stuff and still attached to self if it were so I had to be right I needed to be the one that did the not the healing per se because obviously it's my responsibility to heal but I needed to be the one that saved myself does that make sense so I was the one that needed to be the person that recovered and I needed to do that all all by myself and I refused for a very long time to even go into therapy because I'd created this idea that if I can't do it by myself then I must be weak and the you know and whoever's listening to this we're referencing something called um the 12 steps of ACA which is adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families and that's just one of many support groups that allow people that have done or been through, excuse me, uh, trauma with within their life or within their families to be able to kind of meet together, work through a process, heal together, understand what's happened to them and also make waves on, you know, getting to feeling better and effectively healing that 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 part of them. And but for such a long time, I refused to do that. I didn't want to accept or acknowledge that somebody else could help me effectively and but by actually surrendering to that idea I was able to meet you and obviously start all of this wonderful things with like the podcast for instance and the business so I think it's very interesting to look back on that on how rigid I was at the fact that I just did not want any any assistance because I was to figure out this spiritual healing process all by myself because then I wouldn't be weak so yeah I don't know it was just it just really propped up for me there and, and quite interesting yeah that's a good that's a good point and I think that it's probably shared by a lot of people you know that that because I think one thing that happens you know when we when we grow up in dysfunctional families depending on the degree depending on the circumstance we often especially if there was neglect, abuse, we kind of figure out how to take care of ourselves. We, we stop relying on, uh, on, on other people. And, and we become, you know, we, we definitely become very independent in that regard. You know, on one hand, you could see that's actually a pretty good quality, you know, to kind of go out, be able to go out into the world and, you know, deal with life and jump right in. And, but on the other hand, we start to notice you know that that one we push people away we um we have a difficult time with connection and closeness we're afraid to ask for help we don't allow people to come in you know so so it, you know we we block the very thing that we oftentimes feel that we're seeking because of that so it's kind of like the self-reliance is is an important survival tool we just have to find that line where the self-reliance interferes with our ability to connect with others yeah, that's so wild as well. Because today I had I had this whole moment. I'm sat at work and I I'm not talking to anyone. I don't want to engage. I find that anyone that's talking to me is stressing me out a little bit. And 
I'm like, what is going on with me? And I went out and I, I went for a sandwich with one of my colleagues and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then five minutes later, he's like, are you, no, seriously, are you okay? Have I done something wrong? And I'm like, no, you've done nothing wrong. I said, you know what it is? I went, I'm bored. <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm bored. I have spent my whole life working towards this idea of getting peace and tranquility and healing and I think that I'm in a place that's like relatively you know I wouldn't say I'm completely there obviously but I'm definitely a lot calmer there's you know there's no drama in my life right now and I was explaining to him that my familiar what's stuck inside of my head at the minute is I'm so conditioned to be connected to chaos and drama and that's familiar to me and I said so at the minute what I'm doing is, is I'm self-sabotaging so anytime somebody wants to talk to me I'm getting the hump or if something's not going right with work I'm snapping and I'm just being really irritable and I said, and, and what I'm noticing, hence why I'm not talking to anyone today, is I'm trying not to, number one, be mean to anyone, but I'm noticing I self-sabotage. And that's what I'm doing. I'm self-sabotaging because I am bored, because I'm so used to there being so much chaos. And that kind of goes back to that idea of, you know, doing all these things on our own. And like, be you know, so think of how long that we've come from that space of living in chaos to then trying to do this like new healing process then and I'm sat there going how am I how am I self-sabotaging so so wildly just because I'm a little bit bored right now because everything is what I've actually asked for and something inside of me doesn't like that right and that's uh that's a really great reflection and, and reference of the journey that you've been on, you know, and, and being able to look back and go, okay, before I would just be in complete chaos and I would just be, you know, that's the whole thing. I would just be acting out of the, the default program and, you know, leaving a path of, <laughs> of destruction, you know, or whatever, you know, and now to be able to just recognize that, that, okay, this is what I'm doing. I, I know what I'm doing. I can see it. Um, and, and that's what gives us that choice. You know, we become, we become, uh, yeah, you were a reactor, you become an actor, you know, an actor chooses this path. They, they've taken that step back. It's like just taking that pause, that breath to feel into yourself and go, wow, okay, I feel really, really irritated. And, I'm, you know, just noticing those things and being aware that that's kind of what you do and, and making the choice, you know, maybe I'm just going to take a step back from this or, you know, I kind of, maybe I need to just take some space and, you know, do a little self-care or do something, you know, to bring myself back into a place of balance, you know, and it's finding out what that looks like for you, what that feels like. So, yeah, that's, and that's great work. And it's so good for us to recognize, you know, the, the um, progress, you know, that we've made as they say, progress, not perfection, because it's those moments of just going, well, okay. Yeah, I see that. I'm aware that I'm doing that. And with that awareness, you know, I can choose to do it differently. But it, it is, it's not comfortable. You're right. It's, it's kind of a discomfort. You're like, wow, I'm doing this thing. And I'm so used to, I'm so used to it being chaotic. And 
insane like and there's literally nothing it's as if I definitely want there to be something wrong with with my life and I want to be able to complain and I want to be able to say that this isn't this isn't working you know so I can I can go back into that pity party that I'm so very good at creating um but it's nice to see that that doesn't that doesn't have to be like that anymore and I'm able to make those changes in my thought process and see that you know what there actually isn't anything wrong in my life and I am just creating more problems a thought just came to me and I think it might be a good a good idea to maybe talk about what that could look like for you know we've been working together for a really long time so we have we've we've built this awareness and especially with working with each other but for say for instance that somebody is on that beginning of their healing journey or don't even realize that they need to heal from something what would you suggest would be something that could maybe help somebody that is sat in that space yeah that's a that's a good uh that's a good place to look at because you know i think in terms of uh Things that were helpful for me, even before I found recovery, um, was just the idea of starting to listen into my body, starting to be aware, wow, I'm, I'm really kind of irritable, you know, and this communication isn't, isn't going well, you know, and, and you know, be, knowing that I had the, the power, you know, the difference as adults from maybe when we were in children, maybe in certain, you know, situations growing up where where we felt helpless, you know, and that nobody was listening and and there was no point in even saying anything, you know, because no no one's hearing us or you know or or they're hearing us and not 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 giving us a positive reaction to that, you know. So it it was I remember just kind of recognizing, wow, you know, I I can tell the other person, you know, hey, I'm I'm just I I kind of need to take a little space right now or you know, I'm just going to go take care of myself for a minute, you know, maybe go do a little, you know, a little breathing or, or just say, you know, I'd really like to talk to you about this, but I'm, I'm just, I kind of need to take a little space because I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to, you know, to, to communicate very well right now. You know, it's just being able to, to recognize when, you know, when we're off, when we're, when we're not being able to kind of be more present, you know, and, and learning to just, you know, those, just those little cues sometimes can help just just listening in and and I think that's where you know practices like doing you know breath work yoga you know these things that get us a little more connected to our bodies you know our focus is always so out there you know and being able to kind of go oh yeah I have this whole have this whole inner realm here that I don't pay much attention to you know so just kind of starting to be a, be a little more uh, mindfully aware of, of what we're feeling. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I think that's that's the biggest thing that I I have to always come back to is how does this feel inside of me? What is this feeling evoking? Why am I here? You know, have I been triggered by something or somebody? Am I triggering myself? You know, even like today, um, what does this look like for me? Is there anything actually wrong? you know, and if I've done the deduction and there isn't anything wrong, then I'm able to look at everything. If I've done the deduction and there is something wrong, then I know that I can go and tell that person to fuck off or, you know, like, or I could just, I could just 
do something that's going to make me feel a little bit better maybe not that aggressive but I get to I get to make that decision based off of the actual fact rather than like you're saying rather than this this reaction um when did you realize that there was a healing journey that needed to be had in your life I think at different points along the way, usually it, it coincided with a, with a relationship. And I, you know, I worked with various uh, therapists at different times, you know, because I, I, it was kind of that first discovery of this is bigger than me. That was kind of the first realization. And I can ask for help. You know, th- those were kind of two, as an adult, adult child, you know, and, and, you know, it's kind of like we walk out into our adult world without all the tools, without all the developmental processes that normally would have prepared us to to be a a healthy adult, you know, Mm. whatever that means. Essentially, you know, someone a little more equipped, you know, to to handle certain things that may may come up. And and so, you know, we just kind of feel unprepared, you know, and then we find ourselves in situations, oftentimes relationships, because they reflect back to us, you know, who, who we are. And, uh, and that's where a lot of us, you know, find our, our biggest difficulty. And so it's kind of like, that was, that was the first big step was just recognizing, okay, I, I can't do this alone here. Mm. This is, this is bigger than me. This, uh, frustration, anger, whatever it is, feels, feels overwhelming. And, uh, and I, and I need help. Um, and 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 recognizing that that wasn't necessarily you know that I'm weak or that I'm you know incapable. It's just this particular area of my life. I'm just I'm just really not. I don't I don't have what I need, and uh, I need help. And that felt good. That was a big big process, you know. And 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 then that opened the doors further on down the road, you know, when at various junctures, you know, when life was kind of really getting very overwhelming, you know feeling like things were really just falling apart. And again, I don't have the tools, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and asking for help, but figuring out what that help needed to be, you know, and it, and that's what finally brought me to, to recovery. You know, I realized, well, counseling was great and helped me in a lot of areas, but I, I needed something more. Yeah, I completely relate. And it's funny because I was speaking about this the other day as well, realizing that there's only so much talk. Well, you know me, I talk a lot. I am, you know, I've got a whole podcast for god's sake you know it's what i love to do is talk um i knew that there was um i couldn't talk about my problems any longer you know i couldn't do that in the way that i was doing it i had to do something different and my normal way of thinking wasn't going to get me out of this because it hadn't done already and i knew i needed something to shift my mindset or shift something inside of me and and I think yeah it boils down to it didn't feel right and I read a meme or something today and it was along the lines of someone um asked their therapist like you know everybody everybody has anxiety right and the and the therapist is like no and and that's it it's like we feel like sometimes we we always have to sit in pain and discomfort and anxiety and like being lethargic because we're so caught up in our own heads all of the time and but that's not the truth and that's I think what 
what recovery and going on this kind of healing journey did for me is it showed me that I don't always have to be in my head or feel like it's always chaotic or that something is always going to go wrong there is a place that is calm and can be peaceful for you know at least some time of my day yeah and that's a that's an important thing to you know just recognize within yourself you know to just acknowledge that um that 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 doesn't have to be the norm you know that 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 there's there's options (laughs) there's a there's an optional way to uh, to be you know in in the world and that anxiety is something that little by little with that inner awareness with that understanding you know as we grow that uh, it it becomes less and less because we're we get better at self-care we get better at uh, you know our positive routines we get better at doing the things that uh, keep us out of that state of anxiety absolutely and I think you know we talk about this a lot as well is that identifying that that there was something wrong and for me that was trauma and I know I know what that looks like for me and now by going through and looking and even acknowledging that there was any type of trauma in my life what do you think is a key indicator for someone to you know if they are sat in that discomfort all of the time and they are looking for some kind of help do you think that you know being aware of there being some kind of trauma you know at any stage in our lives and it doesn't always need to be so so definitive on the fact that it was something extremely traumatic but even like mini traumas that we can go through you know even in daily life like tripping over and people actually looking and laughing at us can you know be stored in the body and that creates some kind of social anxiety do you think that that's something that should be kept you know people should be aware of as they're going through this like journey or or awareness of per se a journey right well I think um you kind of made made the point you know I think that as we're you know kind of doing this life you know like I said you know we're 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 walking into adulting out in the world doing relationships uh, intimate, but also work relationships, friend relationships. I think just acknowledging when we start noticing maybe pattern that that was always a pretty good indicator for me, you know. And certain behaviors, like you you referenced anxiety. Um, you know, a big thing that a lot of times brings people into recovery is, is recognizing, you know, first of all. Um, and coming out of denial around certain addictions, you know, and that can be addiction to a lot of different things. Um, you know, for me, it was I, I realized my my addiction was to to people, particularly except, uh, with my intimate partners and pain that that usually comes up when we realize, you know, it's like we're, we're kind of out of control. It feels it, it feels like it's out of control. And, you know, sometimes that is enough to propel someone to kind of want to understand, want to get better. And, you know, it's just kind of having that awareness, you know, and I think there's just different points in life. I know in recovery, they talk a lot, a lot about hitting the bottom, you know, hitting your bottom. And, and yeah, I think it's just 
certain points where, you know, we're, we're just, we're throwing our hands up, you know, it's like, this is just too much. This is too hard. Like, I just, I can't do this. You know, I, I can't keep, keep doing this. Something's got to give, you know, mm. and, uh, and that usually kind of is, a, is enough of a motivation, you know, but other things, I think indicators are just, you know, yeah, if you find yourself isolating from people if you find yourself just really in a lot of uh you know constantly um like you referenced having anxiety just just stress uh, a lot of times stress related uh illness sickness things like that you know starting to notice you know noticing patterns and wanting to change talking at the beginning of the year you know this is when everybody's made their new year's resolutions you know there's a sense of wanting to change, wanting to do better, wanting to, you know, be able to kind of show up in our world for the people that we care about. A lot of times that's another big motivator for people is realizing they, they want to show up better, you know, for the people that they love and care about. No, that's so true. And it's nice to be able to see and, and have that kind of separated as well. You know, these these are the things that that can come up for you and this is what it can look like in your life. You were talking about um relationships and that's where the majority of the chaos kind of like came up for you and wow as you know like that's where the majority of the chaos comes up for me too and it's um it's nice not to hear that that happened to you but it's nice to hear that I'm not on my own when I go through this you know that I'm not the only person in the world that really struggled and you know sometimes still does struggle with relationships with other human beings and I think it's in a in society now. I think we're we're built to be kind of told that we should just know, we should know how how it should be. We should know how to interact with other human beings, and we should do it well. And if we don't do it well, then there's something wrong with us. But we're not going to tell you how to change it or how to do it different. But what we are going to tell you is is that you're doing it wrong, and it will look like you're doing it wrong if you can't keep friends or intimate partners or you know glide through life like it's all so wonderful and it looks like it does on the on the adverts and I think that is quite conflicting sometimes when we are going through you know healing whatever part of us that needs to be healed if it needs to be healed is like being really aware that it doesn't need to look like people say it should look or this idea of what we think it should look like. You know, healing relationships for me now looks like being able to sit with sit with anybody and not worry about whether or not they're judging me. You know, that that is a that's a nice place to be in now. I don't need everybody to love me. I'm okay with, you know, saying something that might not offend, but setting my boundaries, for instance. I'm okay with setting my boundaries now because I'm not terrified that somebody is going to leave me. That, for me, is healing relate that relationship part of, you know, my trauma. Um, I don't know what that looks like for you, but that was a huge part of, you know, that that area. Don't get me wrong, you know, I'm still working on the other the other sides of it and and creating long lasting intimate relationships or whatever that may look like but I think you know starting it with this idea that I need to be able to sit comfortably when I'm 
even in the company of other people was was a massive starting point for me right yeah and you you kind of brought up a really good point I remember one of the things that was really powerful for me um you know was when I first started you know going to 12 step meetings and sitting in a room you know with a whole group of people and and hearing everybody talk and going oh my god like uh, all these people they they've experienced like similar stuff they're going through similar stuff you know it's that sense of like i'm i'm not alone here and and it it's you know that journey has been so helpful uh, and that's one thing you know that that i think is so important for people to realize that they're not alone and and that so many of us are struggling even the ones that look perfectly well put together and they always show up on time or they, you know, the, the people that we envy or we're like, you know, we, we have no idea what's, uh, what's under the surface. You know, we have no idea. And that's why a lot of times with people like that, when they completely fall apart, everybody's like, wow, wow, what happened? Really good at masking it, you know. Mm. Um, and that was a really good point you, you mentioned too. That we hear all this, like a lot of the self-help stuff and you know you see it on Instagram Facebook you know like be yourself you know be true to yourself or you know all the, all these things and I remember I used to go wow like I'm so far from that you know like I don't even know what that means mm-hmm. you know um and uh you know and again we use sometimes we'll use that to sort of measure ourselves and so I think it's important you know to to recognize that they everybody's healing journey is their own everybody has their own way of of healing. And it's important, you know, for us to acknowledge that to ourselves. And if we're finding someone to work with us, that's important that we feel that they respect that process, you know, that they, they respect our healing process and are willing to, to work with us. And uh, that, that was helpful for me. I really was grateful for the people that you know, were able to kind of respect my healing process and work with me through that process. And, and uh, so, you know, it's a very intimate journey. It really is. And just then when you were saying about getting people to be able to respect where we are is huge. You know, when I when I was deciding to drink again after being sober for two years, you know, I was very, very fortunate to have so many people respect that that decision and that and that that part of my journey. And even people in in AA we're like Jess you know we don't think that you're meant to be here because of you know of of an addiction you know you've done a lot of work and we're in lots of different in lots of different areas you know I was very I was a tyrant I was like I must be healed now I'll do it all now um and I wanted to feel better really right away and it didn't happen like that but it's um I'm I'm definitely glad that I did it that way for sure because I was just sick and tired of feeling like shit but what I remember is there was no judgment and I was surrounded by a lot of people that cradled me with respect and love and acceptance and I think that's really important to find those people because I think it would have been a completely different story if I had decided to you know to make that step and because I just didn't you know I I deducted again for you know for quite some time that maybe that wasn't the place for me to be in and and that was and that was okay you know and it did it turned out okay I made I feel I made the right decision but if somebody was sat there telling me that I was wrong or I wasn't good enough or I was making a mistake 
and they didn't allow me to make my own mistakes in order for me to learn I think that would cut you off you know a a little bit because you're not given the you're not given the room to grow I think without making any type of and is it a mistake or is it just a lesson I don't know like would it have been a mistake if I'd left addiction recovery and realized that I was in fact you know addicted to substances i.e alcohol and drugs you know would it that have been a mistake or would that have just been a, a, a solidifying point to go actually no you know maybe this isn't for me and quite when we're doing any type of healing you know when you said you were addicted to people I also harbor that that aspect but if at any point someone's telling me you must stay away from relationships or you must not do the thing that you are you know trying to heal from without then I don't feel like I'm ever going to learn I'm never going to learn you know and I think that's kind of the the way I've looked at this whole healing process for myself is that I was I was hell-bent on making my mistakes I wanted to make the mistakes because I knew that I would learn and I think that by being surrounded by really loving kind and people that can can honor that it makes that transition so much easier and so much kinder because we're already beating ourselves up as we're going through it you know you don't want someone else coming in with with that hacksaw going nope you you know you fucked this up a little bit more we want someone to go it's okay you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna cuddle you while you feel a little bit uncomfortable, and then we're gonna we're gonna go through this together. Yeah, I like that. That's that's important to you know to reference because I you know that one of the things that always came up for me when I was working that sense that you know we all carry an innate wisdom. You know, we we all have our own inner wisdom. You know, wisdom from experience and and kind of an inner wisdom. And I think the more uh, and a lot of times, again, that's kind of a common trait when we've grown up and we learn not to trust our own intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes we may have been gaslighted. We may have been, you know, just, just told we were wrong. We may have been, our, our feelings may have been just continually denied. Um, and, and we stop trusting. We stop trusting our own inner knowing. And yeah, and that was a really important point that you brought up about, um, you know, that sometimes Sometimes we kind of have to make the mistake or we have to kind of just venture in. But but it's like this time we're going in, but we have we have a few more tools, mm-hmm. you know. We're not we're not it's like we're not walking in blind this time, you know. And again, um, you know, kind of trusting our inner wisdom. And then, you know, and sometimes we'll we'll get into that situation and we'll be like, Okay, yeah, I, I kinda got this, you know, I it's I'm doing okay. Uh, and other times we'll be like, okay, wow, okay, I really messed up with this one, you know, but then we learn, yeah, we learn, but, you know, having, having that support, you know, like, I love that, that term cradled, you know, it's that sense of that, you know, you're being held, and a lot of times I see it as like, you know, we're being held, uh, essentially by that loving parent, that inner loving parent, that higher power, that higher wisdom that's within each of us, you know, reminding us that you know we're, we're okay we're going to be okay um and the more we start to trust that you know the the more you know we're we're listening in and we choose um we make better choices at that point you know because we're listening and that's when we kind of recognize oh okay you know I think I need to 
step out of this, you know, I need to, I need to back out of this. This feels toxic. Um, this relationship or, you know, this, this habit isn't really something I want to continue doing. You know, I, I think I want to, want to find out what I need to do to, to not do it, you know, in this way, or, you know, it doesn't feel loving to myself. No, that's fair. And it's, um, it is, it's wild to, to think that we actually do have that inside of us. That is like, that is where now I get all of my guidance from. I, I trained with a lot of help from you, you know, to, to start listening in inside, inside of myself. What does that feel like? And like circling right back to what we were talking about at the beginning with, you know, those feelings of anxiety and those uncomfortable feelings, they're usually a highlighter. Well, they are for me anyway. You know, if I if I feel uncomfortable now, I know that there's something wrong. Either I'm about to go into a situation that feels, you know, familiar that might not be good for me. Just because it feels familiar doesn't mean that it's necessarily the place that I should be. Because again, you know, I'm, my default setting is chaos and <laughs> absolute like mayhem. So you know, like feeling calm is is different for me now. But now I know when I do feel uncomfortable or anxiety starts to creep in, I know that there's that there's something wrong, and that's that's my kind of inner guidance saying, hey, 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 you know, stay alert, be alert, look around you you know, we might need to, we might need to make some difficult decisions here, you know, we might need to set some boundaries, we might need to say to somebody that that, that wasn't okay, please don't treat me like that again, that's not kind, you know, or remove, remove myself from, from that situation, and, and I think it's really nice being able to be in a place of having a connection with myself again, and I think that's what it is, like, that, that biggest relationship that I think, I have always wanted and craved and for so long I thought it was with my mum or with a man or to have all these friends you know to have all these people love me and cherish me and in actual fact you know the relationship that I, I honestly probably do need and want the most above all is that loving relationship with myself to know that I can care for myself I can give myself what I need I can be by myself because I don't feel loneliness anymore you know because I really enjoy sitting in bed office eating noodles watching Netflix and laughing at my you know in my own head like I love that now and it's such a nice place to be in but I never realized that that was that's who what I was searching for all, all that time is that reconnection with myself that relationship with Jess period you know yeah and that that pretty much you know sums up that that whole idea of self-discovery of uh you know learning to to love ourselves and it's funny because for a long time that I would hear that and it would kind of piss me off (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like what does that even mean you know like I just, you know, and, and I, I, cause, cause I just felt like I, I wasn't even sure if I liked myself all that much, you know, and, 
but that's part of the thing of coming, you know, kind of as we gradually come out of denial, as we start to be begin to look at look at ourselves, look at our our past, you know, and and going back into I, that's why I love the the whole um, like you said the inner guidance, you know, inner guidance kind of starts with um, the journey into healing our inner child and. You know, as we go into that journey of healing our inner child, you know, we start to recognize, we come out of denial around what that experience was as a child, you know, and, and it's hard sometimes. I always remember thinking, yeah, I had a pretty normal childhood, you know, I didn't have parents, you know, slamming doors and, you know, screaming and fighting and, you know, any, any of that, um, you know, they, neither of my parents were, were directly, um, you know, uh, alcoholic or addicted, but. You know, I had grandparents, you know, grandparents I was. And um, so it was there, you know, the presence was there. And a lot of the, uh, you know, the generational dysfunction was there. And it took me a while to start to realize, okay, there was a lot of things that were not okay when I was growing up. There was a lot of points in my developmental process that I did not have that support, that I did not have, you know, the, the encouragement, the um you know, I didn't feel love. I didn't feel it. And so I really wasn't even sure what that felt like, what that was. And, uh, you know, that's been a big part of my healing journey. Like you said, you know, kind of learning to recognize what, what that feels like, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is a really great feeling when we gradually start to, you know, develop that connection. We, we develop a great amount of compassion. Um, <clears throat> We, we have more compassion for ourselves um, and less judgment. And when we, we get to that place where we have that self-compassion, um, we can walk ourselves through those difficult moments a lot easier because we're not judging. We're not like, oh, my God, what a fuck up you are. You know, like, just, it, it's like, okay, all right, <laughs> you know. You're, you're doing that thing again, you know, and, mm. and sometimes we can even reference back to a trigger. I'll just tell a quick little story here. I remember sitting at the table, a dinner table with my now husband and, and uh, stepdaughter. Um, and, um, and, and I'm sitting there and it's real quiet. We're all just eating. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm fuming underneath because I can't stand when people chew with their mouths open. Okay. So, so I'm like sitting there and I'm just, and I'm getting so pissed off. I want to like throw something. Um, and, and I, but I, but I know it's not them. I know it's me. I know it's my stuff. And I finally just said, okay, you guys, I got to say something. I got to say this. I, I'm getting really upset that you guys are chewing with your mouths open. And, and the funny thing is, I know that it's not really what I'm really upset about. Yeah. And then I said, what I'm really upset about is I remember my father used to take us out. We'd go out maybe, you know, a couple times a month out to dinner and we had to behave perfectly, you know. And I remember we uh, one time my brother was was chewing with his mouth opener, doing something. He was breaking the rules, you know, um, and uh, and and my father seriously launched a fork you know, at my brother, like, mm-hmm. and it, you know, hit almost my, oh, I hit, he had his elbow on the table, but, you know, it brought me back to that moment of tension, you know, and that was, I became like the good child. I was, I figured it out. This is what you don't do. These are the rules. And it brought me back to that place of awareness around, 
this is not okay. You know, this is not cool. Um, I, I'm not upset that these people are chewing. I'm upset that I'm worried they're going to get into trouble. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was just that kind of moment. And then we just kind of all laughed about like the whole thing. And, you know, and I was able to let it go, but I had, it's like in that moment, I was able to reference back and then have compassion for that child Mm. that was so scared, you know, sitting there at the table, like not wanting to do anything wrong. And, you know, these people are, they're breaking the rules. Yeah. That was what it was. But yeah. So that's that's like that's such a good story I'd be like wow and that just took me back to so many so many times where I've sat in exactly the same spot you know I was at that that dining room table just like with you and you know and it's really it's powerful to be able to acknowledge when we're in a position based off of something that has happened so so long ago you know based off of something where we had to sit in survival mode we had to show up we had to like you say follow those rules and then we just let out you know we let out into the world and then it's like so we've given you all of these really unreadable ununderstandable uh, rules and now you need to go figure them out in this big wide world with no help <laughs> And some of them are good, some not so good. We're not going to tell you which ones, you know. And that's and that's conflicting, and that's and that's hard, and it's. And I think it's even more confusing when you know we are sat at those dinner tables with our with our families or our friends or those new people that we are trying to live, work, and you know cohabitate with. It's difficult to acknowledge where these things are if we haven't done that work you know if we haven't done that inner work that we were talking about earlier like being able to connect with ourselves and go do you know what this this sounds a lot like my mum or this sounds a lot like my dad and I'm I'm picking this out at the minute and I'm taking this out on you because I wasn't able to as a child defend myself or stand up for myself and you are reminding me of this person so you are now going to get that that unresolved pain that is still sat in my heart yeah yeah it's it's amazing when we recognize it you know I I one of my big ones is is abandonment and you know and I recognize that and I and I went back in and did a lot of work you know in my my uh inner child and family of origin and recognized there was a lot of times when I felt abandoned um, and particularly by my father. And so in my relationship, you know, whenever I would start to feel abandoned, um, it, it would, it would trigger this stuff and I'd get angry. I'd be angry at them, you know, and I just, I was, I got to a place where I was just so tired of being so angry all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I wanted to really know what that was about. And that was when it just kind of started dawning on me that I was feeling abandoned, you know, and, and I didn't know how to ask for what I needed. You know, I didn't how, know how to set up boundaries. I didn't know how, you know, to do that. And the more that I understood that that was something you know, that as an adult, I can do. Um, 
and and I had to practice. And I remember sometimes it would feel really awkward. Um, and yet, surprisingly, uh, little by little, you know, I I I was able to start getting more of of what I needed, and also to relax around everything's okay. I'm not being abandoned here. This person isn't going away. Um, you know, I'm gonna be okay. But yeah, and and there again, you know, like you said, it's just that watching ourselves in those moments you know, and seeing how we're um, how we're responding or reacting <laughs> absolutely and also knowing that it's safe to to do something different and to tread a little bit lighter with ourselves and I think that was the biggest thing for me knowing that I was on like for okay so for a really long time I felt like I wasn't really moving so I was doing all this work and nothing was really changing and nothing was because I'd kept coming up with the same the same feelings and the same the same issues and it really felt like I was stagnant but what I didn't realize was that I wasn't yes I was coming up with the same issues and the same problems but I was being given the opportunity to make different choices so even though it felt stagnant and like I wasn't getting everything that I wanted there and then I had to be really you know and I hindsight's wonderful I only realized this after the fact I was hardly sat there in the middle of like one of my temper tantrums going why won't this change going oh actually no it's just another lesson it will be fine you know it didn't work like that for me <laughs> it was really painful it was really uncomfortable and I cried a fucking hell of a lot at the beginning of last year you know I did a lot but what what I didn't realize was that it was okay and that what was happening was safe because I was learning to make new choices I was learning to choose to feel different I was learning to speak how I felt I was doing all the things that I'd never been given an opportunity to do and I was doing them and that's why it felt uncomfortable and that's why it felt stagnant was because I was literally getting on that bicycle learning to pedal falling off getting on that bicycle learning to pedal falling off getting on that bicycle learning to pedal falling off you know and then one day I got on that bicycle and I'd learned to pedal and I kept riding you know and sometimes I might fall off but it'll be very quickly you know and then I'll be right back on that bike and we'll carry on again and I think that was what was so is so lovely about being able to do this this healing this learning to love ourselves this coming into something wholesome you know and finding that higher power I always get scared about talking about spirituality because not everybody gets it or wants to get it but that is it you know that is what did it for me was being able to jump into that higher power and know that there's something else out there and it isn't me and it's okay to be able to want to believe in something bigger than myself. And I think that was really important for me to understand as well. Yeah, and that's a really good point there. I, I think it is so important to realize, you know, and to say um, there's times in the healing journey when, yeah, it is just really freaking hard. I mean, you're, you're, it's, you know, it's, it's like, um, I think I remember my father using this phrase, you know, paddling uh, up river um, 
you know, or, or, you know, up the molasses river or something in winter. Anyway, you know, it's, it's like you're, it's hard, you know, and, um, and that's why I, you know, I always was grateful, um, to be reminded, you know, to do the, the gentleness break, you know, to like, you know, take a, take a step back, you know, what do you need to do? Do you need to take a, a, a sick day and just stay in bed all day? You know, it's like really, you know, it's that loving self care. And sometimes, you know, uh, as we come out of our denial, you know, it's kind of like on one hand, I would be excited about the discovery. Wow, wow, that's really what happened. And now I'm really seeing and I'm really clear. And then there's this part where I just go, fuck, like that. Yeah, that really happened. Like, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just like I had to like grieve for that my little inner child and for how hard that was for her, you know, growing up in the situations. And you know, and, and, and now as an adult, you know, that I, that I still, you know, carry that and, and, you know, need to really honor that process, uh, you know, that sometimes we have to just grieve and go through that part and then come around to the other side, you know, where we, we finally feel like, you know, we, we can go on and, um, and yeah, connecting with that loving being you know whatever that is for us you know that loving higher power that sense of something you know bigger than us you know kind of being there whatever whatever that is for you um and that took me a while too you know I really was kind of I really had it took me a while to figure out what that was I I had everybody else's idea of you know what that was um but it but it wasn't mine you know I had to find my own experience and uh and and find how that works for me and uh, yeah and I've, I've had so much gratitude for that process and then to like go wow <laughs> I feel it it's there yeah thank you so much for taking the time today to come on to the podcast and talk about your experience with everything it's just been so phenomenal I haven't been able to stop smiling the whole time so I'm really really grateful for um everything you've spoken about and yeah taking the time today oh it's totally my pleasure yeah thanks for having me on I'm just always grateful to share my journey and just 